Uh, so I was just saying I should have pushed record because Bill just told us a great story. Um, <laughs> there's our and, intro music. Oh, wait, there's intro music? Scott's going to play intro music? Professional. Yeah, we got to have it. Okay, we can't do any more than that because we're going to get flagged by YouTube. Yeah, we're going to get sued. <laughs> oh, listen to that. That's... Um, this is, like I said, this is really professional. Um, this is what happens when you give microphones to old guys and middle-aged middle guys and they talk about stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't so think it's my turn to do an intro. I think it's your turn, Bill. And you got a microphone, so you're professional Oh, now. yeah, right? I'm professional now. Um, so, yeah, um, like we said last week, um, is this a podcast? We don't know. <laughs> is this a video for YouTube? Probably, but who knows what else? We can't call it a podcast yet because we haven't uploaded any audio anywhere. We should probably do that. And Because and nobody's then, paid for a Podbean account. <laughs> there, there we go. Uh, maybe I'll have to do that. And uh, so welcome to uh, Two Old Guys and One Middle-Aged Guy Talk About Guitars and Gear and Stuff. Uh, hey, but I want to talk about something else. Can can we talk about something else? Okay, go. Stuff. Um, we we are going to record later, but we had to record earlier because Bill wants to watch Stranger Things. Exactly. We hey, Scott, I've have you seen been watching it? No, I don't really watch oh. TV. Okay, Bill, you need to catch up so we can talk about that. I'm dating this thing right now because we're talking about Stranger Things season four, and I've only got one more episode to go. So, Bill, you need to catch up. But here's my other question for you guys: Have either of you guys watched Obi Wan Kenobi on Disney Plus? I have not. I'm waiting. Gosh, go do it. I'm, uh, no, I'm waiting for. Like, there's only like three episodes dropped, right? Yeah, but you should just go watch it anyway. I was so <laughs> worried about it, but you know, after like um, Book of Boba Fett was kind of lame. Yeah, um, I was. Keeping, I, I watched the whole thing. I kind of liked it. It was okay. It, it was okay it, when it became The Mandalorian, but <laughs> it's, like, that, it's like how did this become Mandalorian 1.5? You know. <laughs> I watched I watched all of the Mandalorian series, but if, if you should go watch uh, you should go watch uh, Obi Wan. It's it's Mandalorian quality. It's much better than Book of Boba Fett. That's all I'm going to say. Um, my final final thing I have to throw out there is this is my favorite George Lucas property. This has nothing to do with gear. That's why I want to talk about it. <laughs> but that is is uh, Willow is like one of my favorite movies of my childhood. I think it's George Lucas's most underrated um, property. I have no idea what um, that is. Mad Mardigan. Warwick Davis and Val Kilmer. Oh, yes. So, Bill, you need to go watch it. Great fantasy movie that should have came out like a couple years earlier and it would have been huge, but it was kind of after the fantasy uh, bump of the 80s. Uh, but they're rebooting it, not rebooting it, sorry, they're continuing the story on Disney Plus and they just dropped a trailer for it and it looks freaking awesome. That's all I have for um, movie updates. <laughs> okay. We have way too many streaming services. Can I just say that? I mean, it's like I cut the cord. I cut the cable bill, you know, the direct TV. I cut that off like, I don't know, six years ago, seven years ago, something like that. You know, we have we have the streaming and we have uh, a uh, an actual antenna. Up on the side of the house, so if uh, you know my wife wants to watch a Golden Knights game that's not streaming anywhere, that we have to, you know, tune into an actual TV station, we can do that. But uh, I, I think just like I want to say that the bill is getting close to what the old Direct TV bill was. By the time you have 
Netflix and Hulu and Peacock and HBO and Disney Plus and Discovery. <laughs> See, we did the same thing. Like, we, we um, cut cable, oh, probably five, six years ago. And that was the whole idea was we were like, you know, we use this and we use the DVR, but we can just jump to Hulu and watch things the day after. So you get Hulu and then you pay for commercial free because commercials suck. Uh, this is coming from the guy who's a professional marketer who buys commercials for a living. Um, <laughs> and then you're right. Then it's like Netflix and Disney Plus. And then um, I just canceled Discovery Plus because nobody was watching it. I just canceled uh, something else because nobody was watching it. But then we also have like the PBS streaming one, which I don't know why. Um, we also have like Amazon Prime. And the oh, funny thing is, it's too, like yeah. it's like back in the day, like half the time I sit down, I'm like, I've got nothing to watch. Um, you know, it's as bad as when you had cable, except for now I don't like scroll through channels for like an hour trying to find something to watch. Um, although I'm going to tell you guys, this is my latest find. I love it. Um, and that is Roku. If you have a Roku, they have like the Roku streaming channels and they have a 24 hour a day price is right. The Bob Barker era. And it's like (laughs) seventies and eighties prices. Right. And I have it running in the background. It is amazing. I think everybody should go watch what the price is right. was like, like 40 years ago. I know what it was like. Hello. I used to watch that. When I told my mom, I was too sick to go to school. That was prime time when we were kids. No, Hey, Hey, I mean, it was prime time when I was a kid too. Um, and that was a funny thing is I got sick at work. Um, a bunch of people I work with tested positive with, for COVID. I didn't. I think I probably still had it, and I think the test just didn't get... Anyway, it doesn't matter. But I was <laughs> sick in bed for like two or three days, and I literally just had that running in the background. My wife was like, why are you doing this? And I was like, because it reminds me of being sick when I was a kid and just watching The Price is Right, like laying on the couch. So, <laughs> But anyway, it is so fun to go back and see like the prices from like the early 80s. It's just... It's, it's amazing. <laughs> I remember on one of those... Uh, it was a Corvette. I, I, I don't ever forget this. It was a Corvette. And you had to guess the price, and it was like $10,000. I'm like, wow, you can't get a skateboard for $10,000. Right, anymore. and now I, I was watching the other day, and they had a, um, like a, it's probably like an 85 or 86 Ford Escort, and it was $6,400 was the base price on it. <laughs> yeah. But but the crazy thing is they'll bring out these like massive stereo systems, and they'll be like, uh, you know, they'll be like, stereo cassette deck. You know, graphic equalizer in a turntable, and then it's like twelve hundred dollars. <laughs> so it's just, it's anyway. Hey, and with that, that's a good note because that actually brings us back to the topic, kind of. I mean, I just talked about stereo systems from the eighties. Um, should we? I mean, we're like six and a half minutes in. Should we actually talk about something gear related, or should we just keep talking about TV? I'm I'm cool um, with either one. No, um, you know what? Let's go ahead and get started on that stuff. So. Um, I mean, when we actually will be having a guest here pretty soon, a special surprise mystery guest. Is it Bill's wife? Is it Linda? No, God, no. I've already seen her once today. She'll be, uh, you you know, it was her. You don't have to know what she looks like. All you need is because she'd be the one rolling her eyes so hard, you know. I think when when she came into the house, she didn't recognize me. Oh, really? Yeah, because she looked at me like, I think I know you, but I don't know you, so I'm not going to really talk no, to I you think that she, much. I, I think she just wasn't expecting you. <laughs> <laughs> like, is that funny. Santa Claus or is that Scott? There was, uh, there's a guy here in town that I had sing in my country band for a little bit. 
and we went to play it. I played at his club on my Sunday night. But I'm looking at him right in the face, and he's looking at me, and it wasn't until later on the night, and he's like, hey, man, it's really good to see you. I'm like, oh, yeah, he finally recognized me, huh? <laughs> he's like, well, I thought it was you, but you don't look the same. You didn't have a beard or gray hair or round glasses or anything. He goes, you look totally different. Like, well, yeah, I get that. Well, I'm loving the beard, Scott. Keep it going. Uh, you know, uh, my wife said grow it, and she likes it. So, okay. Honestly, we don't care as long as everybody else yeah. thinks it's okay. When she says, hey, you know what? I, I hate it, and shave it. Then I'll shave it. But. I, I was going to say you're almost to the point that you could have auditioned to be a replacement in ZZ Top. Dude, you don't even know how many people have told me, you should send your stuff in to ZZ Top. Well, but they already got a guy. I mean, that's... that's yeah, who's been Billy's. like the, the, the base tech and the, the fill-in for like the last like decade. Yeah, he yeah. was Billy Gibbons' tech for, you know, forever. For a long time. Yeah. Forever. Uh, you know, I mean... Why, why are they going to hire some asshole from Vegas? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I actually was looking at tickets. They're playing here in Utah. Um, I'd love to see them live because I never have. But they were like 100 bucks a ticket. And that's that's pretty steep for like a classic rock act, you know, these days. Anyway. I saw ZZ Top for $5. I, I, saw, him, I saw him for free. Uh, <laughs> there you go. You win. Um, we we went and saw. There's a, 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 if if anybody has a chance to see it, you know it's ridiculously expensive. I only went because a friend of ours got freebie tickets and invited us. But the uh, the Silk Sonic thing with uh, no one can Bruno afford Mars. that. Oh my! Like we had like these. They, I think we were sixth row, sixth row or seventh row on the floor, row H on the floor. However many that is, um, and. Now we have to go A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H. Eighth row. <laughs> um, and, and we looked at the tickets, which had been free for all of us, and the, the, the face value on it was like 450 bucks. Yeah, good luck ticket. for finding 450 bucks. Those tickets are like three grand. This is what happens when you're Bill and you've interviewed everybody in the music industry and know them all, and they just give you tickets. Gosh, no, uh, uh, no, 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 This was a, this was the the woman who sang all the uh, harmony vocals on uh, on the single that I have out and most of that record. Um, and she, her husband, the lawyer, got free tickets and he didn't want to go and she got four freebies. So she brought a friend and invited me and Linda. It was astounding. I mean, it was like, yeah. That's uh, an amazing band. Amazing, oh, amazing. Un- unbelievable band that the guitar player is this brazilian guy who's got the epic 70s hair man i mean just the <laughs> flowing down hair and the mustache and the, and the platform shoes and the yeah. whole nine man and uh, but he played um pure imagination from willy wonka that's his, awesome. And his solo section, and they gave him probably 
six or seven minutes. Well, yeah, everybody was tired. They wanted to go and change their clothes and have a right. drink. <laughs> towards the end, it was a feature slot, and he's, it was, I mean, wow. I was blown away. I mean, it's not that often that a guitar player will blow me away. Speaking of the guitar players. Oh, are we getting uh, Bill's uh, mystery guest? I think so. I, I, I see another uh, square. It has his name on it. But I'm just seeing right. dots. Well, we'll see if he connects. Hopefully, his audio connects. We yeah, might, right? We, we might have to pause. And Oh, he disappeared. Um, uh -oh. well, well, we're waiting for Bill's guest. So, uh, you know, I mentioned that Bill's interviewed everybody in the music industry. So uh, kind of a big deal going on in the music industry this, uh, this coming weekend. Uh, Bill, why don't you tell us a little bit about what's going on? Oh. Uh, the, the thing that I'm so glad I don't have to go to, but Scott's going. So every time anybody asks me if I'm going, I just say, I'm not, but Scott is here. This is He's what I don't, on I, this email. I never understand that. I never understand that. And, and here, I'll let, you, I'll let you do your intro thing, and then I'll tell you why. I, well, I don't know. The, the intro thing is the big thing that's going on is NAM, uh, the National Association of Music Merchants. Uh, trade show, which uh, we'll talk about all the weirdness of the plague times and, and what's going on right now. It's usually in January. It's in Anaheim at the convention center across the street from Disneyland and features manufacturers of every kind of musical instrument there is. And they haven't held it for, what, two and a half years now? Uh, is that right? Yeah, think, two years. I think that is correct. All through the pandemic, yeah. Yeah, so they had uh, January 2020, or, yeah, right before the pandemic, and it's been down ever since then. So, Scott, you're going this weekend? So, I'm going, uh, uh, and, he and here's my reasoning why. I, I only get to go because of Bill. Uh, he's, if it wasn't for him, I would never, uh, ever have been able to go. And my entire career, since I've lived in on the West Coast, since the 80s, I've wanted to go to the NAMM show. Every year, I would bug people. Hey, 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 NAMM, I, I, I want to go to NAMM. Probably 25 years. No, no, no. And I would see half-naked girls at NAMM and all the rock stars <laughs> at NAMM, and I'm like... Really? These girls have nothing to do with gear, but they get to go. I, I, like, come on, you know begging. how the world works. I know, but you know, that I'm 20 years old, and I want to go to NAM because I want to. I want to go see all this half stuff. Naked, Scott. Gosh, yeah, I, I'd have got arrested. <laughs> so now, if I get to go. I don't take it for granted because I know there's a zillion people just like me who I, who I know some who want to go, have never had the opportunity to go, and will never, ever be able to go. Well, and I have to, I have to throw it out there real quick. Uh, Bill's also the reason I've been to NAM. I think I've gone with you three times. It's, it's been a little while, it's but we been, went a couple of times. It's been a minute, yeah. And, and I actually think I mentioned this in one of our earlier things podcast video who knows what it is um but the first time i went um scott and i got to share a room with bunk beds like we were little kids it was amazing um but yeah i, I was the same way where i wanted to go for years and years and years and bill had an extra pass and was like hey come on out so uh 
that was, you know, we were doing a lot of live to play stuff. So we went out and saw the new gear coming out and recorded stuff. And it's fun because, yeah. you know, every, every manufacturer you can imagine is going to be there and they unveil all their new stuff there. And if you're into looking for famous rock stars, you probably won't see them, but you might see some washed up rock stars at booths. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and I, I went to my first, so, so yeah, NAM is a, for those of you who don't know, and I'm guessing that 90% of anybody who's going to sit through this much of a bunch of old farts talking about gear and stuff is going to know what NAM is, or has maybe already been there, but um, it's just, um, it's like the biggest guitar center in the history of the world. Um, what is it? National Association Music Merchants? Yeah, it's basically a trade yeah. show where um, uh, manufacturers are... Uh, the, the real purpose of it is that's where they show off their new stuff um, for music store owners, for people who are going to... Their, who are their actual customers. You know, the manufacturers... Their 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 immediate customer is not you and me. Their immediate customer is generally the retailer, unless they're selling direct. So it's a chance for them to talk to their customers and show them what's new and um, and take a lot of orders. You know, it's like that's really what it comes down to is people buying gear. I like to go and see all the gear, but it's it's now has become like high school reunion. You know, I see. So many people that I used to know when I lived in LA and and rock star friends that I've met over the years and, and I don't know it, it's kind of fun. It, it is fun. You do realize the industry is smaller than you'd think it is when you go there. Yeah, it's um, amazing. You only go a couple of times and you start seeing familiar faces really quick. No doubt, no doubt. And, and and you're right. I mean, and there's people from all over the world. But you're like, hey, I, I met you last time. Good to see you. You know, how are you? La 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 la. You know, yeah, I don't we, know. We always used to joke that nobody ever actually leaves the industry. It's like you go to Nam, you see all the same faces. They may be in different booths, but it's all the same faces. You know. Well, you know, it's funny you say that because I think Bill knows this, but. Uh, when I would go, I'd always go ditch the group and go to lunch with my cousin who at the time was at Fender. And so he and I'd always go grab lunch one of the days. And uh, he was at Fender the first, I think, two times. And then he was at Yamaha the next time. And now I believe he's over at Line 6. <laughs> so you're right. Well, it's like, is, but before all that, Yamaha, he was... Yamaha, you know, which, I mean, Yamaha be, bought Line 6. But before all of that, he was at Harman. So it's like, I think there's four or five different companies now on his uh, resume, all in the industry. Yeah. He's just kind of bouncing around from one to the other. So it's, and, and we were talking about a good friend of mine earlier who, you know, has been with GNL Guitars and now he's with uh, Sur Guitars, you know. So it is kind of a, a pretty close group. Like once you're kind of in the industry, people just bounce from place to place. So, and, get and I like older that, that. And older and older. <laughs> <coughs> I like the, when you go there and you go to the basement floor. And it's all like the new companies who are just coming into NAM, you know, all the smaller ones. Uh, to me, it's like going into like a, a five and dime store, you know, downstairs. It's all just sensory overload for me. Oh, I, I remember I went down there a couple of years ago and we met. I don't remember if you were with me or not, Bill, but I talked to the guys 
uh, who do the beat buddy, which is like the guitar pedal that does like mm-hmm. the drums and things like that. Mm-hmm. And these guys, like the two guys who started it literally have like this table with uh, a tablecloth and like a homemade sign. And I'm pretty sure they were making them in their garage at that point. Um, <laughs> but now, you know, I mean, it's been seven, eight years later and you're seeing beat buddy show up on the used market. They're all over the place. They have a couple of different variants. So it is kind of fun to see, like you said, Scott, like you'll go down there. I'm trying to remember yeah. There's a couple other boutique, like effects brands. I think, uh, like uh, Caitlin Bed was down there a couple of years ago. They're up on the main floor. I want to say JHS was down there with their pedals right. like 10 years ago. But now, you know, JHS is huge probably from like their YouTube channel. I mean, they make killer stuff too. But a lot of like the effects companies and stuff started down there. And then I know Bill was telling a story about um, Donner, which is like a Chinese knockoff company. And I'm pretty sure they've been down in the basement floors. We've been there as well. And, oh, yeah, you know, sure. now they're like the, the kings of gear on Amazon. So... <laughs> Yeah, right. I found uh, Doctor Duck. You know Doctor Duck's axe uh-huh. wax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I found I found him down on the on the basement floor. Yeah, not was... literally on the basement floor. But... <laughs> well, that's uh, uh, by Sunday afternoon. It could have been on the basement floor, but oh my! Not and see now when I see him, there's a story about me and, and him, John. But now when I see him there, he teases me for 20 minutes, man, about being fanboy. Oh, really? What I used to do a jam night at the Country Saloon in, in Vegas. I remember that, yeah. Um, a friend brought him down one time. Oh, yeah. And I had just... And David Alessandri had turned me on to Dr. Duck's Axe Wax. And I was like, wow, this stuff is great. And all of a sudden... Here he is. It's Dr. Duck. I'm like, wow, it's Dr. Duck. John, hey, it's John, it's Dr. Duck. And he never lets me forget it. He's me all the time. Oh, yeah, what a fanboy. My fan, he's here. Well, I mean, not say, there has been, because I'm, I'm Mr. Like, I'm so over trade shows in general, but uh, I'm not going this year because I have a... Uh, a new weird part-time job as the oldest lifeguard in Clark County. Um, the po- possibly, perverted lifeguard? Yeah, po- possibly in the state of Nevada. Uh, <laughs> He's also the only one who wears a Speedo exclusively. <laughs> exactly. exactly. I do not want to see that. Every time, man. He uh, doesn't have to save anyone because no one gets in the pool. They just go home. It's a great gig. <laughs> do you have to wear one of those rubber hats? No, well, maybe well, I'm actually I'm working my my first shift out in Laughlin on Saturday, and that's an outdoor pool. So we'll see how that goes because we all know that Laughlin can be hotter than the surface of the sun. What is this like a temp service for lifeguards? No, there Laughlin is in Clark County, so wow. uh, I, I I I generally work at this place called Aquatic Spring, which is very close to my house, and I only know about it because that's where I started swimming like four years ago. You know. Um, and when I, they needed lifeguards and I didn't have a job, I went, yeah, well, the pace sucks, but, you know, get me out of the house and, uh, you have to swim for free. And well, now I'm still paying for a membership, <laughs> but he's getting a killer right. tan and that's what Bill needed was a killer tan. Yeah, man, right. Uh, we'll see if I'm, I, I, I know I I... completely burnt on Saturday, but anyway, so I'm not going to NAM this year, but, um, Scott is, and even though I'm kind of like, God, kind of over trade shows and everything, I got to admit, I, that's where you see people, man, who yeah. have known for a million years. And you just, I mean, last, 
the last time we went to NAMM, so the last winter NAMM show, which was a couple years ago. Hang on a second. It looks like Ronnie is trying to call me. And that we, we did like the Hang express on. trip, man, out and back. Yeah, we did. Hey, Ronnie, how are you? We'll edit this out. Okay. Can't access his camera is, or his mic. Is he using Chrome? And there's a little box here. So close your browser completely. You can press Alt F4. But I don't know. I mean, I'm not a computer guy. I don't know where even the Alt is. I know where F4 is, but I don't see an Alt. It's a Mac, it's a Mac laptop. Like a, you know, a uh, oh, go ahead, Bill. Uh, I think on, on a Mac, Alt is Option. Option. Yep. Oh, Mac Alt is Option? Okay. Yeah. So if you hit Option And then F4. is he... Is he using Safari or Chrome for his browser? And, and, are you using, and you're using Chrome, right? Not Safari? Yeah, yeah. That's all I have on this one, actually. Okay. Just by sheer luck. Okay, so he's using the spyware browser. We're good. <laughs> hey, sometimes you have to sell your soul to Google to get the best services. Well, uh, we, oh, see, oh, we, okay, see, we see uh, you connecting. Okay, am I popping up? Not yet. I, I see the little dots. It's trying to connect. Survey <clears throat> And, and. I see you guys. Okay, we don't see you yet. And now you disappeared again. You see that? You see me I am able to publish the files. You see that? You see what? Go, go ahead. Tim knows this better than me. I'm putting. Oh, let's okay. Let's see. Hold on. Um. So I see Ronnie on here. Um. Why? Okay. It's showing you here, but I don't see him anywhere. Like, I don't see his video, which is weird. Like, it shows him here as being available. Yeah, I've got that said. That's correct. Um, Yeah, have him go to settings. Um, okay, Ronnie, he says he says go to settings. I believe that's down in the lower left hand lower left browser window. Got it. I'm on settings. Um, can he see his picture there next to the camera? Um, oh, wait a second. I bet he needs to give uh, permission to Chrome to use the camera and mic. Oh, yeah, you might have to do that. Okay, how do I do that? Oh, God, see if I can remember this stuff. I only worked for him for eight years. I was going to say, are you a tech support? A tech support Not anymore. Um, oh, God. Guys, I gotta stand up for a second. I've got a cramp in my abdomen. 
Go to uh, go to settings. On yeah, on the computer. I mean, well, actually, on the Mac is system preferences. Do you know what? Do you know what operating system version you're running? I don't. It's an older one. Okay. Um. Uh, Where do I go? Go to. So you should have one called. Should have one called. Hang on, I'm looking. Security and privacy. It's gonna look like a little house with a uh, like a, a, a safe, uh, you know, turny thingy for a safe. <laughs> turny thingy for a safe. That was awesome. Okay, so where's the email okay, so. Do you have system preferences open? Over here. Uh, yes, I do. Okay, so in system preferences, there's going to be a thing called, uh, I think it's called security and privacy. It's getting there. I clicked on that. So if that's not working, he can also try to join from his phone if he wants. Oh, can you go from the phone? Uh huh. Yeah, you can. I'm going to go grab a drink of water. Be right back. Okay. Okay. Um, hey, hey, Ronnie? Yeah, yeah. Uh, My settings are now checking, checking for updates for some reason. I don't know why. Oh, God. <laughs> you know what? Um, uh, you can download Chrome onto your phone. It would yeah, probably be faster. security and privacy uh, tab and there's in system preferences and then you hit privacy you're gonna see some options one of them is a camera and one of them is a microphone and you need to make sure that Chrome has there's a little check mark next to Chrome for both of them yeah I, I missed his whole phone thing but if he wanted to use a phone you can download the Riverside FM app says his phone's maxed out as far as memory and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so you need to put, put the app in Chrome on there too, like there's no way my phone will take that. Hang on. I'm not going to be able to hear you because for a second because I'm unplugging because I have to stand up or I'm going to die. Okay, don't die. So, so.
so there's a tab called, um, it's either called security or security and privacy. Depends on what version of the OS you have. So Scott, are those like legit egg cartons on your wall? So Absolutely. I love it so much. I started out to be like a diffuser, the black ones. And right. then I'm like, well, I'll just kind of keep putting them up there. And now it's just like an art project. <laughs> it's probably, I, you know, eventually I'm going to take down all the foam and then I'm just going to keep going with egg cartons. I love it. That's amazing. Okay, it just gives me like that old school vibe, you know? Oh, it totally does. Um, well, I, I have a bunch of the uh, rock wool soundproofing insulation left over from yeah. my basement. Right. And I'm going to go build wood frames and cover that in like burlap. And as soon as I finish my office, I'm going to hang some of those on the wall to help with cool. my sound. Very cool. Just because, but I'm going to go for like a very 70s vibe burlap, like a nice brown. <laughs> Right on. Right on. Weave. Yeah. Because the studio that I started working in, that's what it was. It was all like this brown, orange, 70s look, but sounded good. The first studio I ever recorded in was an old radio station. Oh, that's awesome. I think Bill's coming back. He might need help. So now I can hear you guys again. Did you hear what Ronnie was saying? He's basically that Google Chrome has permission to use okay. uh, his camera and mic. So I don't know why it's not. Just have him log out and log back in and see what happens. Just try again and see if any other permissions pop up. Okay, so go ahead and, and yeah, and log out and log back in. Actually, Tim, we should probably do that ourselves too, because we've just been sitting here talking about dumb stuff, and we're already at 33 minutes. And I don't think we can only go an hour, right? No, I I just pay. I paid for a membership today. We can go as long as we want. We'll just have to edit this out. Okay, great. Then be a long <laughs> editing. Time. He's been talking about dumb stuff. <laughs> it doesn't like like 10 minutes of it was Nam related. <laughs> I'm excited to go to Nam, man. I'm I'm jealous. I I need to go. Maybe in January if they hold it again, I'll come out. Well, next next year's in April. Oh, is it April next year? Yeah. Wait, is it April next year? Next year's in April. That's crazy. So there's not going to be a January Nam show in 23. Wow. Bill, is there a way we could just plug your phone into your interface and just have uh, Ronnie on the phone? I'm, I'm serious. I'm not even joking. I mean, I'm good with not being on camera. I'm totally fine with that. Hang on a second. Um, I'm trying to figure out if there is a way. Um, well, um, phone thing didn't work? Yeah, it's not working. Um, I'm trying to think of what I've got. I know they're different companies, but the other thing. Yeah, right. Uh, man. Well, the, the difficulty with uh, going.
going to Zoom is we can't separate audio tracks and things like that if we need to edit things out. Like this is nice because oh, no, it. Okay. Well, I yeah. Um, I'm just I'm just wondering if there's a way we can just keep him on the phone and get him. Well, I'm trying to think of the same thing too, but I'm. Uh, how do I get him? <laughs> uh, man, how do I? I don't think that I. The thing is, I don't think that I have a cable to go from the lightning port on the phone. It's like headphones, yeah. Um, and I know. Do you have another mic have sitting it. there that you could just plug in and put it right on the speaker? <laughs> I can. I can right, hold him up right here. <laughs> The problem is it's not quite loud enough. That's the. But this is YouTube, and that's lame. We should figure out a way to get them on here. Yeah, fix it in post. I think you can boost it later. It's post productive. Restarting this computer wasn't working. Um, so are you are you restarting and trying again? Ouch. He says it's gonna take like 25 minutes to restart. Well, just just have him here. I'm gonna kick him. I'm gonna kick him out of the studio. Okay. And then just have him log back in. Okay, let's do that. I heard him. He said he heard that. He's gonna give that a try. Okay, I just kicked you out, Ronnie. You have to come back in now on your own. is all about um and tell you what do this don't don't restart the computer but quit okay. chrome that's right in safari no safari doesn't Can't, work it's at gotta all. be chrome it's okay. gotta be chrome yeah i thought they was mac friendly no it's chrome, chrome they are <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah so quit chrome and try and launch it again we'll see if we can get you on that way Yeah, we can hear him. Check, check, check. 
Well, you know, yeah, we can hear him. I mean, I, if this doesn't work this time, then we're just gonna go this way and we're doing audio, and I'll it'll look no, really I dumb. It, no, I just realized I had it through, you know, I had it on AOL. If I just put the link directly into the Chrome browser, will that make it better? Uh, yeah, try sure. that. Yeah. Okay, but I don't now. I don't have. Cause I don't have the. I don't have the AOL up anymore, so I don't. Fuck! How can I crash it can, can I just type it in? Can you just, I'm going to link it. I can just type it in. Uh, yeah. uh, it's a pretty long link. I mean, maybe, Copy maybe and paste. Maybe the AOL is fucking it up. Yeah. Um, uh, whoa, dude, you're still using AOL? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. That's how computer savvy I am. That's how computer savvy Now, AOL, AOL shouldn't matter. He can just click on the link. It shouldn't matter. It should be. As long, I mean, it's getting into the studio. So he's getting here all right. The problem is something with the audio and the video. So I'd say just click on the link, see if we can get you in one more time, and if not, we'll just have Bill hold you to the mic and ask a few questions and, and, and do that. And then there we go. And that's what we'll do. Let's see if that Scott got bored. So what, what did he say? I said I'm going to open up my AOL, get, like, copy the link, and then go back to another screen and just a Google thing and just try to do the, I can't tell the that studio is thing without the AOL. Not going through AOL, just doing it on its own. Yeah, see. try that. Yeah, just to see if that way even works. I just thought of it right now. Okay, i got to find your link. Where is it at? Okay, now I don't see the link. Oh, it's too blurry. Okay. I can't tell you. <laughs> That's Ronnie. There you are. <laughs> Scott was playing oh. one of your tunes, um, and, and we've got a picture of you up on the screen. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, this is like the war reporter. I'm telling you, I'm on the scene. And, uh... Okay, there we go. and Mogadishu. Okay, copy link address. I did that. Get out of there. Get out of there. If you're 55 and up, T-Mobile has paid the link address in there. Like two lines of unlimited for just $27.50 a line. Riverside Studio Bill. You'll get great value on we have commercials now? God, we don't make any yeah. money. We have commercials? T-Mobile. <laughs> but uh, They're a sponsor. There. Look it, I'm blurry, though. I have to paint the screen. There's something must be something on my... Uh, I uh, put tape no, don't my worry background. if you're blurry. Don't worry. If you're blurry, you're good. Hang on. I see, I see a visual. I see video. I mean, I stepped away from the screen, so I'm not in front of it now. I, I got some of the white stuff. I had tape over because I was I saw something on the NSA and how they spy on it. So I covered it up like a few months ago. God, I'm really blurry. Like I can't get the, the skunk on the lens. It's camera two. 
Scott's got like his multi-camera hey, set up. That'd be amazing. I'm, I'm doing that next time, Scott. I've actually got like a video mixing board at work. I'm going to bring it in and have like four different cameras and I'll be like. I'm, I'm, oh. I'm sitting here with the mic in front of my face and my phone held out to it and my wife just uh... walked in the room and she's giving me this look like. What it's called Double hell? Take. It's an app. Do you have iPhone? I do, yes. You double Take. And you can use your phone... Hey, look, you can see me. ...to uh, record two different streams at the same time oh, out, nice. of, out of two different lenses. Well, we don't oh, see you yet. Did you hit Join? Yeah, I can't, uh, I can't see you yet. Try this. Yeah, he's still not showing up on my end, so... see himself so that's something that's progress it's just he's not in the studio on our end and i don't have anything here showing me to accept Join somebody new. Uh, 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 you're coming oh, and there, we go. there we go oh yes. you made it yeah now is your audio working can you hear me? i can look at that look at my song remember in the background he Okay, can I, can I let you drop the phone, Bill? Yeah, go ahead and hang up the phone. All right. So, so, uh, we, we should, Hi, we should say. Hi, everybody, finally. Yeah. We should say, welcome Here. back. There's been like, uh, you know, 20 minutes of technical difficulties. Scott went and got a drink um, and then played with the iPhone. Uh, Bill, you should I tell us. back early to deal with this, man. What a nightmare. <laughs> Bill, you should tell us who we're talking to because this is your guest. Okay. So, um, uh, please welcome. Okay, uh, I can barely hear Bill. Oh, wait, I have to be right on top of my mic. I forgot. Yeah, there you go. I got to sit up and actually, like, speak into the microphone. Um, So, uh, this is our welcome again to uh, two old guys and a middle aged guy talk about guitars and gear and stuff. Oh, we're all Um, old guys. Yeah, right. But we have a a third old guy joining us this week. (laughs) Woohoo! Mr. Ronnie North. Um, Yeah. The guitar god. Um, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. So, Ronnie, how you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm very stressed out. Like, I'm, <laughs> I've been packing for the last couple hours for Nam, and I'm just, I'm not, I mean, playing it is easy just getting ready for it. It's always a suck, an effing nightmare. Well, just, we, just throwing it off into this, like, into June or whatever month it's going to be. Uh, like, it, it throws off my whole clock of everything. <laughs> like, January, I'm so used to doing it then. Like, then the holiday. Like, I lose a day this week, and it's like, ugh. But it'll be fun. Once I get there, I'll be fine. But until I get there, like, you know, the hotel and blah, blah, blah. All all the fun stuff. I'm not going this year. We started, so we started talking about Nam, and the idea of bringing Ronnie on was because, you know, we were going to talk about kind of the the pros and cons of Nams, who should go, why you should want to go. Scott and Tim were talking about how much they love it, and I was talking about how over it I am. Um, hey, hey, stop, Bill. Before you get into that, we have to ask Ronnie questions. Remember, yes, sure. he's our first guest. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So, um, y- yeah, you're getting way ahead of this. We got to be professional oh, and, wow. and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and stuff. And stuff. That's and the so. important part. 
Okay, so, okay, so do you want to ask the question or am I asking the question? Yeah, you know, well, I, I, the thing that I think is interesting is Ronnie, unlike the rest of us who maybe have been to the show, Ronnie plays at the show every year. So he's got a different. Maybe there's some different insights and everything. So yeah, I mean, I've been him. to like, I mean, I probably only played like twenty, but I've been going for like since like '82. Wow. So I haven't missed one yet. Do you guys want to know how old I was in '82? Just kidding. <laughs> I, I was in high school. <laughs> I, I was I was, tw- I, I was 22. Oh God, I am old, man. I was in diapers. <laughs> I am so. I, old. I was uh, 17. Okay, well, before we go to Nam, I'm, um, we did this last week, Ronnie, but uh, the question we have is, like, what are the, the five albums? Well, I think like, we only, gave, al- him, I think we only oh. gave him three. <laughs> oh, three. Sorry, three <laughs> albums. It's not five. Three. If we don't know. Professional. Three albums that, like, inspired you to become a musician or a guitarist or inspired you to join a band. Um, it was actually just one that got me into music. I mean, not, not, no offense to the other two. Uh, Kiss Destroyer. I got it for Christmas. I didn't know who Kiss was. I never heard of Kiss. My parents just got it to look like a comic book. I was a, I was a professional skateboarder at the time. Changed my life. And then, like, see, I got that. I got it for Christmas. And then, like, Kiss played, like, in May of that year. In 77, the peak of their fame at the Forum. So my dad took us to that. And after seeing it, like, that was the first concert I went to. Nothing else mattered. Got See, a guitar I, like a month later and been playing ever since. Yeah, that's I, awesome. That's so cool. I, I saw him that same year, but I saw him at the Anaheim Stadium show, which was. Oh, just, see, that was the year before. That was the Destroyer before. Tour. Yeah, so yeah, it was on the Destroyer Tour. Yeah. yeah, it was, wow. I was 16 years old. It's like, you know, that, that's life changing stuff, man. Changed my life. That that is awesome. Kiss Destroyer for Christmas, and then the show later that year. That yeah, that is like, some fine parenting on your dad's behalf. Yeah, right. I mean, I was not, you know, like my parents sucked, and actually they were way cool. Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? So and, um, and then once I started playing, because I was probably I would see I was like fourteen, so I started playing. I started doing clubs by fifteen, so I'm playing Gazaris and stuff. My dad would take me because I couldn't drive. He would take me to my gigs. That's so so, cool. I mean, I would, you know, be playing all night. You have to wake up, you know, eight in the morning to go to, you know, to go to school and be all, you know, smelling like smoke and whatever. And so that's all my club, you know, because I didn't drive yet. So that's so, what was that. So cool parents. Gazaris, man. There's a name I haven't heard in a Boxy, Gazaris, yeah. It's, Good it's times. A, you know, it's Sunset Strip, man. I never Sunset played Strip. any of those places. I think Scott played those places. I didn't. I played... Every single one of those places. You guys b- keep talking. I'll be right back. I have to go let my wife in. She The front door's locked. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I played a bunch of them like, that aren't even like Raji's. Uh, the How about uh, Madame Wong's? Club Lo- Madame Wong's, oh, wow. Club Lingerie. Club- Madame Wong's West. There was two Madame yeah. Wong's. I only been to the West one. I never went to the one. That was, that was, was the other cooler one. one. That was the one with the big, the big stairs in the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That one was cooler. Instead of when Monica. I first moved to L.A., the Starwood had just closed. Oh, I went to a bunch of shows at the Starwood. I got to go to Star. I went to Starwoods only a couple. I never played there, but I went there. That's where I met Randy Rhodes when I was a kid. Wow, wow. They were the house band. So that was, I was pre, like 14 or pre-Ozzy, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he got the Ozzy gig like a couple of months later. 
You see, Tim's missing this part, and he's and he would be totally geeking out about this. <laughs> well, he's the first rock star I ever met. Well, that's uh, that kind of sets the bar fairly high, doesn't it? Yeah, kind of does. Yeah. So, so talk to us about the whole Nam thing. So, how did how did you how did you play there the first time? How did that how did that come about? Um, one of my friends, I used to work for a guitar center like in the early '90s, and one of the companies that would that we used to sell, like they knew that I played and stuff, and they saw me play like a demo or something. And they're like, "Wait, would you mind? Why don't you just come play a NAM for us?" I'm like, "Really?" So I had to do some finagling, you know, because you know, at guitar center, they want you working on the weekends. They don't want anybody off on the weekends. Yep. <laughs> so I negotiated that. I'm like, you know, I, I told the boss, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna do it. So you could fire me or not, but I'm gonna do it. So <laughs> they didn't fire me. So I'm like, I'm telling you, I'm not coming. So I'm gonna go do that. So you know. <laughs> I, I had this conversation with my uh, manager at my little part-time job just last <laughs> week because they wanted me to work on the 11th and I've got a recording session with a singer that I've been trying to get for two and a half months. And it's like, you know, I'm going to do the session. Yeah, it, I'm being it, honest with you about I'm just, it. I'm, I'm, doing I'm, it. I'm, I'm telling you, like almost three weeks in advance, we'll try and get somebody to yeah. cover for me, but I ain't going to be here. I've got I've got a session and I'm going. Exactly. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't change that. So, uh, what was, so, so what was the first manufacturer that had you, you play? It was, it was an amplifier company called, what were they called? I can't remember what they were called. I mean, they were cool amps, so I just played there and I, you know, I just, for some reason, I just kept doing it. And I never did it for them again, but then like other companies saw, and then I got a bunch of, I think right, right that time, I think I got a bunch of sponsors. So then after that, obviously I got Duncan and DR Strings and so then they all started having me play, and then you know it just kept going. And now I have like fifty something sponsors. So always somebody wants me to do a clinic or a trade show. I mean, I just did I just did the Texas Guitar Show like three weeks ago for my a couple of my other sponsors. That's really so I was, cool. I was in Dallas, those people are crazy. The Texas the Dallas Guitar Show is not a joke, man. That play that's like it's serious. That's it's serious, yeah. That, that's serious guitars. That's serious guitar geekery right there, man. I mean, I've, yeah. I've only been once. Yeah, I, I've done it a few times. I'm, there, I'm already booked to do it again in next year. They already told me, like, you're playing again. So, so and, but uh, next year it's the weekend after Nam. Uh, so like Nam, and then the following Saturday I'm in Texas. So I'm like, that's gonna be fun. Wow. So Those crazy um, Dallas people. So, so do you think that the uh, so you went and you played for this company and now with an amplifier and then you got a bunch of other endorsements? Did you get endorsements because you were already playing at Nam, or did, I mean, in other words, no, there one thing be sure the other? Because I, I kind of I always wanted to get endorsements and I kind of watched how people did it. So I made my promo packs back when you had to make promo packs. Now it's all EPKs. Mm -hmm. Or not at this point, it's not even that anymore. Yeah, right. Um, it's like look at my Instagram. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, like, literally, that's what it is now. But I mean, I mean, I had got I had a professional like eight by ten do my promo shot done. I had like buy all your stuff I've done, and I went went like Saturday morning again, like you know, right when the show opened up, and by ten fifteen, I had Seymour Duncan, Dr. and some and and somebody else. Like, I got three like within the first hour of the show. And then after, once once companies see that you already have sponsors, some big guys, people, absolutely, like yeah. it's a lot easier. Like it's not really that much of a sell. 
right. You just you got to get those first couple, and then everybody else. Yeah, kind yeah. Of it's the hardest mind. ones, or the like the first couple ones. After that, it's not you know, and it just kept going and going and going. So, um, but I also only sponsor stuff that I unlike a lot of people that I know. We won't mention names. <laughs> I only get sponsored by stuff that I'm actually going to use. I don't just get it because they're just giving it to you. Like if I had, if I did that, I have like 300 sponsors at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I I I will um, admit I have a whole bunch of stuff that I never paid for because you know people would ship stuff out and and never send anything to have it come back and my um, rule was if it's at my house for a year um, then it's mine and uh, which I know I, I think, it, I th- doesn't hold up in court but you know that's <laughs> what I, go I, I was going to say I think half of my studio here is. Um, Review stuff that Bill had sent my way that uh, never got uh, taken back. So, wow! I wish I would have been in that loop. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, that, 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 well, well, you know the guy; he's right there. Yeah, Just ask right. Bill yeah, for right. it. Except, except nobody cares who I am anymore, and I don't get squashed. Yeah, I, so. I, I, I care. I, I care. Yeah. I, I used to be somebody, man. I used to be somebody. Uh, we all used to be somebody. Yeah, right. <laughs> or and still hoping to be somebody. So, um, uh, how how many records have you put out now? Uh, that's a good question. I think like six or seven. And I have a new one, like ready to go, but I just can't. I've I've done a couple of attempts to have a mix, like out of, out of like out of my. I usually like to be there when they mix it, but like out of state, and they're just all failing dismally. Don't you hate it when like, that I happens? I can't get anybody to... I need to physically be there. They're telling me... They, they send it back how they think it should be, and then there's, you know, how I want it to be. And the, the thing is, I don't settle for anything but how I want it to be. So, you know, that's why I stopped, That's why I built the studio in the first place and started producing and engineering myself. I got tired of arguing with all these famous producer guys. And I don't care if you did Metallica. It, it sounds like shit. <laughs> you know? Unlike her camera, I can play guitar. So. Out, out. Oh, there's a song. This one's my song. So you know, it's just I have to, I have to, be, I have to figure out how to get it mixed the right way out of here. So we're still figuring that one out. So the new one. I, I was just going to say, I've made comments similar to what Ronnie just said about Kirk Hammett, except for the difference is. <laughs> Ronnie actually plays better, and I'm not even in the same league as Kirk Hammett, so I probably shouldn't make I mean, those comments. God but, bless but I'm happy you feel that way. No, I mean, it's so clinkety. Like, I don't understand. But I mean, the guy sold 200 million records, so who am I to say anything? And, you know, God bless, go. and he's a nice guy. Like, I've met him. Nice guy. Cool guy. But I just think he's a horrible, you know. I won't say. I won't talk shit about it. it just <laughs> It could be better. Let's just say that. So uh, I'll just stop there. So okay. So talk to us. So this, this is my favorite moment ever right now. Yeah, right. This is gonna be a kissing <laughs> all over again. My 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 friend is the drummer in Kiss. Now we won't mention names, but you know, I said you know, I made a thing. On, I did a thing in the press one time how Kisses and Kiss and this is the original four guys. And Ouch. We won't even, yeah, that yeah, just went way that, back. Yeah, right. That, that <laughs> and that's came how back, I feel still. Yeah, but that came back and bit you, right? <laughs> Beyond, <laughs> still fighting me years later. Ow, ouch. Um, so, so talk, talk to us about um, that awesome uh, signature guitar you play. Do you have that? Uh, no, I actually have one of them. Look, there's one. There's one of them. This is this is actually the first one. Uh, this is a an RN. This is an RN 
two. So this is um, on a uh, alder body flame maple top. I designed it. I designed it hundred percent, completely. It's got a cool stone tone block. So it's me. It's actually made out of stone. You can't see. Oh, can't wow. really see it as a, a picture. I mean, it's pretty cool. I mean, they're American made, made here in California. Cool headstock. Who's made? Oh, is it Dean? Is that who's making that for you? No, Viper. This is oh, actually Viper. Dean okay, actually ripped their, their headstocks out. This is actually like a copy of a, a Gibson modern, you know, a modern, you know, remember those, the, the early okay. explorers and stuff. They had the, so, I mean, that's what kind of Dean, so, I mean, that's pretty much a clone of their thing. Yeah, so I, sorry, I, I the, the video, like and see, so the video was a little blurry, so I couldn't read it, but that's awesome. The video will be better when it's finally uploaded, but that's yeah. awesome. It even has this cool little uh, metal thing on the back where you can beat somebody up with. I'm gonna be good <laughs> what what uh, kind of pickups do you have in that uh two Seymour Duncans one's a what is this is a 59 and this is a this is a custom custom but my other one has a date um MJ made me a Ronnie North it looks just like a Ronnie North pickup like it's a rod prototype Ronnie North whatever they call it the Ronnie North pickup mm-hmm. So, which is cool. We kind of, she kind, we kind of tweaked, you know, a, a custom and kind of made it more to my liking. So, thank God MJ likes me. <laughs> <laughs> that's always that's and awesome. Seymour likes me, so that's always always a plus. Always helpful. Um, and, yeah, right. It doesn't it's, suck. Just Ron, Ronnie just casually talks about how Seymour Duncan will make pickups to his specs. I mean, how many of us can do that? Um, <laughs> that would be zero. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's so you, cool you guys should go to the factory if you i mean i can arrange you, you guys ever want to go to the factory man that that place is a whole other yeah they just uh just to see how it's done everybody's so cool and it's like it's like literally like 200 feet from the beach like you walk out the back door you go right under the sand wow no, santa barbara that's really cool yeah it's absolutely yeah, it's cool. i love santa barbara i used to i used to play at a little club up there oh god a billion years ago like in the mid to late 80s um there was this little place it's an interesting town because it's, it's like, it's a, it's like a, a college town oh it's a total college town we, we yeah th- this place is called uh when we started playing there was called cancun cantina it was a mexican restaurant on state street and uh it was owned by the same folks who owned something's fishy in uh, the san fernando valley and we used to play there and then they shipped us up to Santa Barbara and we played there and we did it for a while and we were getting, you know, a, a set amount. Uh, oh no, we we're getting a percentage of the door. And then they, they, they went, you know, uh, you guys are coming here and you're playing Halloween and we think that we ought to give you a, uh, a guarantee from now on. We're going to give you a set price. And we're like, yes, something we can count on. And then we got there and I don't know if you've ever been to Santa Barbara or Isla Vista on Halloween with all those college kids. You literally, we couldn't go from the stage to the bar during a break. You oh, couldn't. You could, there were four hundred kids plus in the, in this Everybody little tiny just place. Everybody bar hopping on State Street. Yep. And we were like, man, yeah. if we had stayed at the percentage of the door, we would have made three times what we just did tonight. Yeah. See, the, see, the club owner knew that. Oh. That's why he gave you the guarantee. You, you club think? owners, by definition, are scum. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. They before that they they were used car salesmen, <laughs> and before that they were probably managers or agents. So okay, so that's a great. Here's a great joke. So this guitar. Oh, good, good. oh we're okay, gonna do so the we're gonna do a joke. Here we go. Okay. 
Okay, it's a guitar player joke. So this guitar player dies, goes to heaven. You know, Saint Peter welcomes him. He said, "Hey, look, you're gonna really love this place." You know, here, let me give you a tour. And he walks in this room, and it's just like every classic guitar he's ever lusted after is there. And he's like, you can take anything you want. And the guy's like, really like, well, I don't know. And he's like, no, don't worry about it. If you take something, another one just appears in its place. So you're not going to take something that somebody else can't have it. And so he spends hours in here just, you know, playing guitars and deciding what he wants. And then he goes into another room and it's amplifiers. And it's like, and it's room after room and all the gear that he ever wanted. That does sound like heaven. Yeah, right? <laughs> it is, it's like, like I said, guitar player heaven. And, uh, at, you know, the guy's been at it for a few hours. And he goes, uh, hey, you know what? This is awesome, St. Peter, but I really, really got to take a leak. Goes, no problem. <laughs> no problem. All the way at the end of the hall, there's a door at the end of the hall. And that's so he walks down there, and he's like, you know, he doesn't see anything like, you know, urinals or anything. And so, but there's this line of guys, and they're all peeing out the window. Giant window. And he walks up there, and he looks at these guys, and he goes, just what we're supposed to do? And then, yeah. And so, he, you know, he... Gets up there and he's and he looks down. And there's people. And he's like, "Oh, dude, what are we doing? There's people down there." And the guy goes, "Oh, no, no, man. Those are club owners and agents and managers." Exactly. Exactly. That's karma. You, that's when you know you're in heaven, right? <laughs> that is heaven. And, and and with Bill's joke. So back to Nam. What <laughs> Nam questions do we have? <laughs> yeah, we're kind of swerving around, aren't we? A little bit. I, yeah. I got I got a bigger laugh out of Scott than, than Bill's joke. Oh, okay. man. <laughs> so who are you playing for this year? I am playing for the guitar company for Viper and I'm playing for um my friends, uh they make uh cables and stuff like that. Like my friend from Texas actually for the Texas show. So they I, they haven't done a California name in a while, so they're doing it and they, they just asked me if I'd like to play. So, so I think they're called they're called Soncore. Cool. So they make like high end cables and like Audio, pro audio stuff. I'll have to find out when you're going to be at the spot, so I'll come over and and we'll hang yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Go to my. I mean, there's a, a thing. I mean, there's a on my Facebook page, all my media. Like, there's a a poster of you know every booth numbers and blah blah blah. Right on. All that fun yeah. stuff. Um. So, uh, yeah. uh, I've seen you play at Nam before, and. I I love watching Ronnie because Ronnie understands and it's and it's totally interesting to me that A, you were a skateboarder and B, it was yes. a KISS record that got you into all this because Look at that. Because, I'm representing I'm wearing ace. Yeah, right? <laughs> there you go. That's awesome. Because this is a guy who understands showmanship, man. You got it. I mean, I grew up with Kiss. Like, you got Where do you go? You know what I mean? I hate people. That, I like these new bands. Like, we go to... My girlfriend, Karen, likes all these new metal bands, which are horrible. Like, yeah. all of them just suck. But they, they, just, they got jeans, T-shirts, and short hair, and they just stand there, you know, and just play horrible music and scream. Like, I don't understand. Like, I need production. You're like, Kiss, mm -hmm. you know. Even Van Halen, like, had production, you know. Oh yeah, a great but, you know, I, like, I, like I call it show business, right? Yeah, I want to see a show when you go. You know, yeah. I mean, you if they're just gonna stand there, you could just buy the record and stare at a poster. <laughs> exactly. Like, like Stay go home and watch somebody doing that. Yeah. So yeah. I like I like to make it something visually appealing. You know, like something to see. So, 
And then, then, then you got to sell it. So you got to dive all the way in. So. Well, I, I remember watching better you. Better or worse. Yeah, I remember you watching you play in a, uh, in a booth one time. And it's like, all I could think was like, I can't even get down into that position that he's in right now. He's like, <laughs> he's got this, like, I, whoa, I can't even, like, yeah. I am not that flexible. Sometimes it gets dude. a little much. Like like two years ago, I snapped the headstock off. <laughs> Whoa! Like I literally, I, I jammed in the ground. I'm like, why is that dangling? Oh, that's the headstock. <laughs> when you have signature instruments, you can do things like that. <laughs> you right? Like, yeah, yeah. I need another was, one. <laughs> three days later, it was fixed. But you know, and it sounds better. So yeah, <laughs> actually, I think it was this one. Actually, I think, I think Did I, they just glue the headstock back on for you? They did like, and it, it stayed in too because it has a locking nut. And it broke behind the nut, so I, I was able to keep playing. <laughs> That's incredible! That's amazing, right? locking nut, so he kept playing. That's so yeah, cool. I just kept going, stayed in tune. <laughs> so, are, are you using? A, is it a Floyd Rose that's on there, or do you have a different? Uh, yeah, it's a Floyd Rose. Tremolo. Yeah. yeah. So you German should be endorsed one. by Floyd Rose after, after that Floyd story. It's the German Floyd Rose. That you right. should be after that story. You broke the headstock yeah. and still dated too. I that's, love that's incredible. They're, they're bulletproof. Yeah. Now see if this is the old magazine days, that would be a full page magazine ad. Right? You know? <laughs> standing the there with, with the headstock dangling off, you know, and going, It's still in tune. There's actually somebody Floyd shot Rose is it for was you. on the Hilton Nam stage and there's actually like somebody shot video I saw a video of it once on, on somewhere. Like there's people you can see me playing the headstock just dangling. Like you know, that's crazy. That's wacky. But you know, I, I kept I kept playing the song and I just switched guitars, but it was fine. Like it was, I could have did the rest of the night with it. Okay, so, so long, if we're gonna talk about Nam. We Ronnie just brought up the Hilton. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Tech- Texas has a Hilton called the Renaissance. It's in the parking lot of the, the convention center where they have the Texas show. It's the same exact thing, just a different state. Same deal, man. All the, all the, all the show people. <laughs> Drinking way too much and acting completely stupid because they're away from their wives. <laughs> well, the funny thing for me is, I mean, I, I, I stopped drinking uh, 16, 17 years ago. Um, uh, wow. Yeah. Uh, well, it was that it was that or die. So you know, <laughs> um, good choice. Yeah, right. But hardly anybody knows it. But there's actually every day after the show, there's a big AA meeting. I didn't know that at the Hilton, right above that debauchery. <laughs> really, I didn't know <laughs> that. That is the bar. Yeah, it's I'm not surprised, but I didn't know. Yeah, that. yeah, and there and there'll be a ton of people. I can obviously not going to mention any names because you know that's the way that whole thing works. But, um, uh, you know, it, well, it, you walk out and you walk into this, like, I, I, if you've never been there, it's like, how do you even describe the Hilton Bar during NAMM? I mean. I've never been. You've never gone? Oh, it's no. a whole no. other. It's like Las Vegas times 100. See, that's what I was saying before, with, like, with about the whole NAMM thing is, is that it's a when you don't get to go and you hear all these stories you're like oh wow what about what about this what about that and so for me like i think i've been four times maybe but have wanted to go since the 80s that's why i never take i never take it for granted if i get to am allowed to go if i get to go i go 
Well, I was just going to say, I, I never saw that either because uh, don't drink. I get to be everybody's sober buddy. So you know. <laughs> if you need a sober buddy at NAM, I'm, I'm a great designated driver. I'll probably be drinking a Diet Mountain Dew. That's about as hard as it gets. <laughs> well, see, that's why I stayed. I'm, I'm there the whole week for, in, in a hotel right there because yeah, I don't have to drive. I mean, I don't really drink that much anyway, but just in case, like I can walk, you know, a block and I'm at my hotel room. Like literally Perfect. less than a thousand feet from the, the Hilton bar is my hotel room. So. And then, I'm good, the, but yeah, I mean, people just get drunk. It's their last oh, weekend. It's, they just get drunk. It's, it's insane. And, and by the time you yeah. hit Sunday morning, walking around the oh. show, uh, first off, half the booths are half empty uh, because because yes, people who who are supposed to be working in the booth are so hungover that they're yep. that they're still trying. You're exactly right. Yeah, you know, and, and you'll talk to people, and it's just like the. You know they've got that. They've got that look. They're looking at you. You yeah, think maybe you gotta, you gotta, they're yeah, you. Yeah. That, you got to pace yourself, man. But I've never been that kind of drinker. So. <laughs> See, the thing that saves me is I can't. If I drink, I can't play. Like I just physically. I wish I could be a cool rock star. That's why I don't do drugs. Like I can't. I have to be 100 percent concentrating on it, or else it just goes. I'm Kirk Hammett if I drink. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. No offense, Kirk. Okay, so uh, so a couple of questions, I guess. So so the whole purpose yeah, yeah. of this, when we got into this, and and, and maybe maybe uh, Bill hit this when I uh, had to go unlock the door, and then I had to go talk to the potty training toddler. Uh, that's why I disappeared for a few minutes. <laughs> Welcome to my life, guys. Potty training. Um, that was another topic we could talk about. Just kidding. Yeah, so no. <laughs> um, what what we wanted to talk about was like why go to Nam, like. What to know about going to Nam? Obviously, apparently, there's a great bar at the Hilton. Some of us never been there, um, but uh, I guess if people are going for the first time or whatever, what what should they know? What should they expect? What it is a circus. It just just think. I mean, it's sort of like uh, the Comic Con for music. If you go to Comic Con, if anybody's a Comic Con guy, like I know I on a related not to get off topic, I was at Star Wars Nam this weekend, and in the same place at the convention center. That's I was so there cool. Yeah, it's it's called Star Wars Con. It was fucking insane. It was totally cool. But not to get upset, just because it's the same, did, same did thing. Did you get to play guitar at that one? I did not, but I played guitar at Comic Con a few times. I played it. That's all. Cool. Nothing like playing. You see, like Chewbacca watching you. You know, <laughs> Jason. <laughs> watching Chewbacca eat a hamburger was pretty pretty interesting too. <laughs> In costume. Wow, that's a whole other—that's a whole other level of cosplay that I will never. God bless them. That's just a whole other thing, man. Getting stuff in the fur and the—I don't know. How, yeah. So who? You wow. know. Oh, go ahead, Bill. Who's the coolest person you ever met at Nam? Ooh, let's see. Oh, uh, here's a here's a nice story. Uh, lots of people, but I mean, one time my friend used to be a big guy at Gibson. And we were walking in between my demos, me and my girlfriend, Karen, and he's like, he texts me, he's like, you like Kiss, right? I'm like, yeah. He's like, come up to the Gibson booth right now. I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. You know, he didn't say what it was. I like, just come up. I thought maybe he had like a Kiss guitar up there or something. So we get up there and he's like, you see that door? There's a door and there's like a guy standing by the door. He's like, go in that room. I'm like, they'll let you in. Like, I told him that you're coming. I go in there. It, it's, uh, it's Ace Frehley sitting on the couch and his bodyguard. Like nobody else in the room. Like he was gonna be doing a signing like in an hour, and they had him like in the, they had him put away in a green room. So I'm standing next to him on the couch, like a couch like this. 
He's talking to me for 15 minutes. I couldn't tell you one word that he said. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he was so, like, on something. I don't know what he was on. It'd be like, wah, wah, wah. Ha, ha, that laugh. Ha, 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 And then I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, 15 minutes. And he was, like, literally, literally sitting less, like, less than a foot from me on the couch. I couldn't tell you one thing that he said the other time. The entire time while I was sitting there. That's hilarious. That's- and then, they, then like, after that, like, like, 20 minutes, like, it was about 20 minutes, and then he came and got him to take him downstairs to go do the signing at the Gibson booth or whatever. Like, they, they walked him down. But I had, like, a private audience with him for, like, like 25 minutes, and I couldn't I couldn't tell you one thing. I mean, he said, hey, he said, like, hey, well, he introduced me to him, and then that was it. That's the only thing I, I understood the entire time. <laughs> he was cracking himself up. Like, he had a whole conversation going with himself <laughs> while I'm standing, looking at me, like, talking to himself. It's like, wow. That's the point to me as many as I can. Like, then he gets the wall, just kind of just like looking at us, making sure he's okay. Like, couldn't care less. Uh, my my coolest well, really cool guy. Right? <laughs> my my coolest one wasn't actually on the show floor. It was at a dinner, right? You know, there there used to be a NAM in uh, Nashville too, and it, I don't know. Yeah, I do that one too. I just did it. Oh yeah, you just did. So we're, we're right on well, top. Twenty twenty one. I mean, the last NAM was in right. Nashville. I just did yeah, it. Yeah, like, right. You know, a few months ago. So somebody set up this dinner and asked me to come, and they were and it's like I was like I don't want to go because you know I'm. Just that kind of antisocial guy, and uh, they went. Well, Les Paul's going to be there. I was like, Ooh. okay, well, I you know yeah. I'll, I'll go. I, I figure I'm going to hear Les play, and I heard him play before. I used to be in New York a lot, and so I went to his, I went to Iridium, you know, down there where he used to play on I think Tuesday nights, and I saw him a couple oh, times. Fat Tuesdays. What, what was that? It was Fat Tuesdays, but then it was the Indurium towards the end. Yes. The Indurium, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I saw him there, but so, this, so you know, we're sitting at this dinner, and Les comes in. There's no stage. He doesn't have a guitar, but he sat down right directly across from me and told stories for three hours. I mean, Whoa. like, here's how I created multi-track recording. <laughs> yeah, he did. He created, yeah. He actually created what the Echo Plus, multi-track recording, uh, sound on sound. So maybe that's why I'm over Nam. Well, I know I'm never going to have anything yeah. that cool ever again. Well, so it's just never going to happen. I, I'm jealous. I was going to say, if you can see in the camera that red book I'm pointing to right there, uh, is the birth of the birth of Loud, which is the story of Leo Fender and uh, Les Paul. I just finished reading it, so <laughs> I'm jealous, Bill. It's super cool. Um, oh, Scott, you you said you tried to meet everyone. Do you have any good stories? People you met? Well, I got a, a, another fanboy story. The first year I went to Nam, a friend of mine, a guitar player friend, got me in. And I was running around looking, oh my God, there's Paul Stanley. Oh, there's Michael Schenker. Oh, 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 oh my God, oh my God. And he had to pull me aside and he said, look, you can't run around here like that. He goes, yeah. you have to treat these people like they're your equal or they're going to look at you like you're just some crazy fan and no one's going to take yeah. you serious. So I'm walking around the NAMM show. Hey, hey, hey. Let's have it in. Nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get <laughs> to this one booth and there's Tom Peterson from Cheap Trick. There you go. <laughs> And I lose my shit. 
They're nice guys. Hey, they're nice. They're really nice. There's Todd Peterson. There's Todd Peterson. Hey, hey, there's Todd Peterson. Hey, Todd Peterson. Hey, Todd Peterson. And he, he's such a nice dude. He's like, so do you want to take a picture? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I want to take a picture. I'm going to take a picture with Todd. I got my arm around. Hey, it's Todd Peterson. It's Todd Peterson. He's like, it's nice to meet you. Have a nice day. That's funny. Oh, man. So, I, I see, I don't, I don't have stories as cool as you guys, but uh, my very first day at NAMM, very first time I went, um, I actually was watching, walking by EMG, and um, Geezer Butler was there. And I was like, okay, that's freaking cool. Um, so I was pretty excited about that, right? And right as this happened, um, my phone buzzed. I looked down, it was my wife. And so I, she was asking what I was doing. And I think I was trying to find Bill. So I started texting my wife. And as I'm looking down, texting my wife, some guy just shoves me. And I almost fall over. And I was like, dude. And I look up. And I was walking and almost ran right into Steven Tyler. <laughs> it, was, it was Steven Tyler's security guard who pushed me down. So that was um, my favorite part of NAM that year is I got pushed down or pushed over by Steven Tyler and ran into the security guard and ran to a table. Um, Steven Tyler looked like an uh, old grandma. But anyway, that was uh, kind of interesting. Oh, but but the, the person that I have been the most impressed with, like, was kind of just like blown away that I met with is actually the second or third time I went with, with Bill for Live to Play is I interviewed Andy Powers from Taylor Guitars. And Bill knows what a Taylor fanboy I am. I to the point that I've named one of my children after Taylor <laughs> guitars. Like that's how much I love Taylor. And uh, this was back before Andy was the third partner. This was back when he was the head of the shop. And he sat down with me when I was, you know, he didn't know who I was. He just knew I was some press guy. And we sat down and talked for like a half an hour. And it was one of the coolest conversations I've ever had about guitar. As he was talking about like all the things they've done and their innovations and how they pick wood. It was just mind-blowing fascinating you know and then sure enough a couple of years later like at the time like a lot of people didn't know who he was but you know probably two three years later they announced that he is now the third partner and basically the future ceo when bob steps down anyway andy taylor or wow. andy powers so cool to talk to that would be my favorite person i've met there have you ever um, been to the factory as, i i have yeah my parents used to live in san cool, diego so I, I've been I, out there. my friend used to work there i got i got a factory tour once it was awesome yep. man just how they very, do the very, whole thing yeah, so cool. It job. is one of the coolest tours. I've been on a couple of factory tours, and that one was the coolest by far. Well, it was, that's the thing. We, did, we talk about NAM, and it's cool, and you get to walk around and look at a bunch of gear and everything. But if I have my choice between going to NAM and having the noise assault, oh, my God, it's never ending. It's like yeah. it gets over, and I don't want to go to see any bands or anything else. I just want to like be someplace quiet. I embrace it all. The, the, the all drum hall? I soak it in. So, the the drum hall will damage your hearing just by being time, forever. I spend the most time in the drum room. Oh, my God. I have this unusual uh, obsession with the drums. It, it's like if wow. you want to know it's like to have a migraine, just walk through the drum hall. I mean. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I love going in there. But man. if I have a choice between Nam show and the factory tour, I'm going to take that factory tour every time, man. I, I, have you ever been to the, the Gibson uh, shop in yep. Nashville? I've been to, I went to Memphis, and when we were on their tour, uh, my wife took me there for my birthday several years ago, um, and they literally announced they're filing for bankruptcy <laughs> when we were on the tour. 
Whoa. And they, uh, they, uh, anyway, the employees suddenly, like, everybody was looking at their phone, and suddenly the tour got kind of broken up, and <laughs> I think they were all nervous. Um, they should have been because they closed the Memphis factory probably three months after right. that. But uh, it was the, the interesting thing is, I mean, Taylor on their tour is using all kinds of technology and innovation and everything to do their improve their instruments. And like, they'll let you take photos of everything. They don't even care. And then you go to Gibson where I was impressed by with how like hand built things are, but you know, they're sitting there like sanding things by hand and they're like, no photos, no photos. And it's like, come on guys, you've been doing this since like the fifties. Like this is not a secret of how you build these things. But anyway, well, I, I, I remember seeing the, uh, it was the top guide for an L five. You know, they to carve the arch top. And I swear to God, I mean, they've been using the same one since like the 1940s, you know, and it's like held together with like masking tape <laughs> at this point in time. But, you know, it, that's crazy. It's crazy, but it's like, you know, modern CNC machines. No, we just have this guide that. <laughs> We used to hand carve the things with. Well, that's how they it, used to make them. That's why they're like they are. Well, and the interesting thing is, you know, um, this was kind of like the, one of the things, and I've been on a couple of their tours, but I'll compare these two because they're like the most drastically different. Is like, is Taylor, you know, they talk about how everything's cut to precision, how they're using, you know, laser cutting and all of this stuff. And so they were like, look, if whether you get like a 300 series or an 800 series, it's going to sound about the same. It's going to play about the same. It really just comes down to how much workmanship has to go into making it pretty after we cut everything out. But other than that, but then you go to Gibson and they're like, yeah, the reason why things are expensive is because it's all hand built and everyone's going to feel different. So you got to play a bunch of them to find the one that's going to be right for you as a player. But when you get it, you know that this is like legit, like a hand built guitar. And, I mean, there's a lot to be said for that. Like, um, I mean, I think there's probably some quality control issues with Gibson because of that as well over the years. But um, oh, there yeah. is <laughs> – but, but there's a lot to be said where, like, every instrument you get there has had multiple, like, people work on it, do things by hand. So it's, it's interesting how they have completely different approaches. But. Well, and, 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 you know, that's a really interesting thought, you know, is the when you find the right one, you know. Um, I've had that – the three right, right other direction right there the 335 back there i've had that since i was uh 17 years old i bought that in 1977 maybe 76 wow. uh, it's a 68 um it's worth ungodly amounts of money at this point in time um yeah. but i'll never sell it um, it doesn't have the original pickups i took off the trapeze and put on a stop tailpiece and you know, and because I was an idiot and 17 years old, I actually drilled a hole, two holes in the top to put in uh, tap switches. Um, but but the guy who built the guitar, uh, that one right there, uh, Neil Smith, the biggest guitarist, he fixed that. He actually plugged up. I used to read the holes in there and tell people those are my reminders not to be an idiot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, hey, um, we are running up on an hour, which I think is about our time. Um, once, once we edit out like the thirty minutes of technical difficulties, yeah, right. So um, maybe, maybe we should start wrapping up. Um, we got some final questions, final comments, final thoughts on Nam. Well, where do you? Well, where do you okay, go so with let's that? do this. So if you're, if you're the eighteen to twenty year old guy who's trying to get started making music and you think that that's what you want to do for a living anything why should you go to nam why should you not go to nam 
What are you going to get out of it? What are you not going to get out of it? I mean, for me? Are, do you yeah, want me to go answer? ahead. Okay. Um, hang on. Let me just. My computer's going low. I'm just going to plug it into the wall. <laughs> hang on two Other than that, I'm ready to go. Here. Hang on. Okay. And now I am back. Hurry, hurry and plug yeah. it in. Bill needs to get back to Stranger Things. Yeah, right? So. <laughs> right? <laughs> I know. I know. My, my girlfriend's been like binging in the new season like the last couple days. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand that show at all. Like I wanted to like. I just didn't <laughs> get into that. I wanted to, Everybody's watching it. So I wanted to, I just watch. I'm like, this is just so stupid. Like, I'm, I'm watching sure. the Dumbledore movie. Yeah. Don't even get me going on those things. Yeah. Yeah. I win. Um, so anyway. Okay, yeah, I mean, if they want to go to NAMM, I mean, if they want to be like a, you know, a professional or semi-professional musician, I mean, that's the what you need to hobnob with all the industry people, and they're all in one, there's one time of year where they're all in one place. You got, you got your, your rock stars, you got your manufacturers, press. If you're 18 and, 18 to whatever, you want to be a rock star, yeah. and you want to go to NAMM. Or, or just a musician, not even a rock star. How, a how, how do you get to go to NAMM? That's the thing. Well, now, I mean, this See, year, the past is on the public. Yeah. Like, yeah, so I mean, anybody can go this year if you well, want I, to. I think but that's like, yeah, the 80s. People aren't going to show up, to be honest with you. The NAM is not supposed to be in June. I'm sorry, it's just not. Exactly. exactly. Well, and I, I think... Well, when, I mean, well, even nowadays, you can buy them on Craigslist. Wow. I know a few friends this year that bought passes on Craigslist. See, in the 80s... Who knew about those things? I, I begged oh, no. to go. It was, way, it was way more closed in the eighties, but it was way you easier. I couldn't to go. Way in too. Now it seems like it's a lot easier to go than when we were younger and trying to cut our I teeth think it and is yeah. yeah, you know. Well, and I, I think one thing um, with the the value of going to Nam, if you're in that age group and you know you want to be a musician professionally um there's a big difference between being like the best guitarist in your high school or in the best band at your college and going yes. to nam and seeing someone like ronnie for example and seeing the amount of talent that's there and i think that's one of the things that that people need to to understand if, if this is the path you want to go down you want to be a studio musician or whatever you need to see people that are doing it and realize call. the yeah. caliber of people you're playing it, against. yeah oh it's the wake up yeah, call exactly this is the NFL, man. It's the it, it really is. The big I mean, leagues. I go and there's like there's like some little Japanese girl like doing eruption note for note perfect. I'm like, oh my god. Like literally, like it's scary the stuff that you see at these shows. Like where do these people come from? I mean, God bless them. But the thing is too, on that note, it's more than just playing. Like it's a whole. You had to have the whole package. That's what people don't get. You can practice in your room till your face is blue and have everything down note for note. But if you're not getting out there, you don't know how to market yourself. What good is it doing anything unless unless you're good with just playing in your bedroom? Or or if you can't actually pull it off live, you know. I mean, I think that's which a lot of people can't. Yeah, which is which is the hard thing you get with like uh, Instagram. You know, like you see these people that will just like nail these like classic solos and stuff, and they probably filmed it 300 times before they got it right. <laughs> Yeah, there. There, there was a there was a quote I read years ago. I think I believe it was Eddie Van Halen, in in the guitar world because I've read a lot of those over the years. And and they asked him like, 
what it took to be like a professional guitarist or something along those lines. And he was like, look, there's a lot of great guitarists out there who practice enough to get things right when they play it live. But if you're going to be a pro, you have to practice so much that you never get it wrong. And I was like, that's like, he just said, you, when, you have to be so good that you just don't make mistakes anymore. That's where you've got to be. And if you're not that good, you'll never be there. Well, I know, but he could still say it because he was Eddie. <laughs> 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 I wish I could make mistakes like that. He, he just... Well, I, I, I think that Ronnie actually nailed it here, and the whole thing with Nam. If you're going to go... If you're just going to go and look at cool gear, great. If you're just going to go and hunt rock stars and try and get autographs, okay. But what it really comes down to is this is a networking opportunity. This is a time... Absolutely. That... Absolutely. I think... That's it. That's it. See, that's what people need to understand. A lot of people don't know how. They, 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 they don't know that there's a, a, a method to getting into the NAM show. There's a method to being in there and, and what to do when you're in there. Uh, 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 we should, well, we should have like a, a how-to for I NAM. Think, I think Scott nailed the whole thing. If you can't show up there and just be a fanboy either, you've got to treat people like they're your peers. And and not you if you know, want to be serious. Yeah. Well, and I, you know, and this is different. I mean, I'm not cool like Ronnie. I don't get to play it now because at some point in my life, I realized I just wasn't that good at guitar. I I love them more than I'm good at it. But um, you know, I've actually done. I work in marketing professionally. And I've consulted for a bunch of different brands and done marketing consulting, but it was the same kind of thing. Like I wanted my in the music industry. Obviously, Bill gave me that, and then I was able to use that and meet people at NAM and talk to them about their marketing and things like that with their brand and kind of go off a different route. But it was the same thing. I mean, for me, instead of playing live, it was and getting sponsors. It was help. Let me help you with your email content. Let me help you with your website content. Let me help you write this stuff to speak to younger audiences better. You know, and so I, but it's the same kind of thing. It's got to be a networking event, and you've got to use it to get to know people. And, uh, you know, it's a lot of it's just about those friendships and relationships because, like we were talking about, I think this was before you showed up, Ronnie, but, but you'll see people like talk to them last year, see them again this year, see them again next year. And sometimes it takes a couple of years of just seeing the same people. So it's taken me a lifetime to figure that out. A lifetime. Yeah, I, I, I kind of wish I'd known some of this stuff when I was like, 22 instead yeah, of, that instead have been of the 62 time. and now it's like you know, it's like exactly like, you know but i do everything backwards you know i i didn't play my first five night you know five sets five night gig until i was 53 almost killed me man it was like no there's a reason you do this when you're in your 20s you know and um in your 50s is not a time to do it um and now 175 days a year that's man right. you did for a long time in my 50s and 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 we went that's why the beard is so white <laughs> i i can't wait to find out what i do when i hit 50 in like a decade <laughs> um
Yeah. And people never figure that out until it's way too late. Yep. Marketing, man, marketing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then. <laughs> and then Thanks Ronnie's for like. Watching. Ro No doubt. And, no and then doubt. Ronnie looks at his signature guitars by Viper and calls up Seymour Duncan to get a custom pickup. And he's like, I'm not that bad. <laughs> That's true, man. Yeah. <coughs> if you don't have a few people hating you, you're not doing it right. I got a long list of haters. Long uh, list. I, 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 yeah. I, I, I put my first single out like four weeks ago, and I, and I posted it up in one of the, the local Vegas musicians, things like, hey, I just said, and it's like two minutes, less than two minutes later, a minute and a half later, somebody's like. Yeah, you should never sing again, and um, don't, and, and, and and find another hobby. I'm like, whoa, dude! You know, coming from someone who's who's never released anything in their life. Well, and, and that's what. Well, or that or they're fourteen and. They're 13 or 14 and just got access to the internet for the first time in their life and like to troll people. I mean, that's that's the world we live in. So yeah, I remember my first beer. Uh, <laughs> 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 okay, and with that, I think that we've. Uh, I, I I think that we ended on exactly the right note. It's uh, it's about networking. It's about going out there and taking care of business. Yeah, there's a lot of music. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, of. Uh, there's a lot of people in very little clothing, and um, you can do some people watching. You know, there's, there's definitely a little bit. Yeah, there. it's really hard to get and in. It's really hard to get in, and, and there's neat stuff. But it's all if you can get in, it's all about the schmooze. Everything's about the schmooze. And and real quick, when Bill posts this video on YouTube, all of you prepubescent trolls tell us how much you hate us, and we just don't care. <laughs> well, I'm like. I, I, I might care for a second, you know. <laughs> I, I, then I, I, then I, I have to remember, it's like, oh, yeah, right, yeah. This, this is what happens. If you're going to put something out there, you got to be prepared for somebody to go, wow, you suck. Yeah, I, 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 I love Ronnie's attitude about it, man. I love that. 100%. Okay, well, I think that has been awesome. another episode of uh, Two Old Guys and a Middle-Aged Guy Talk About Gear and Guitars and Stuff with our semi-not-well-not-old guy, 
another middle-aged guy, uh, <laughs> Ronnie North, joining us. And uh, Ronnie, thanks a lot. And uh, hey. Yeah. yeah, we absolutely will. Let's hang. Let's hang it now. Let's hang it now. Yeah, man. You guys sure. have fun at Nam, and and Bill will be doing his job, and I'll be doing mine at home, and we'll be sad we aren't there. Maybe Bill won't be. I no, will. Be. Actually, you know, I'm just like, just like, oh, man, there's people I haven't seen in three years. Oh well, there you go. Okay. N next Nam, Bill. We'll be there next time. Guys, have a good one. See Bye, ya, boys. We'll see ya. Okay. Hey.